Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Wednesday, January the 10th, and that's right. We are on Wednesdays now. Doesn't it feel weird to say it? It, it does. <laughs> and uh, I, I, a couple times since we've been doing this, uh, I'll be hanging out on Tuesday night, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I know. Tomorrow morning. a little morning, bit of panic. Radio. I have a little bit of panic. Like, yeah. what if I forget to get up and go? I know. But I'm excited. <laughs> we've got a couple guests coming in at the bottom of the hour. Thanks. Elder Tyson Parks and Nathan Lindstra are going to be with us. Mm-hmm. They are on the MLK Day committee right. along with myself right. and uh, we've got our big service yeah. coming up yeah. on Monday uh, that happens every year at St. James United Methodist Church now there is a march that is supposed to take place <laughs> at 10 30 have you checked the weather Isn't for it Monday like two degrees or something that's I don't the know. high yeah yeah so I don't know well, you so think I, think, well, I think what the deal is, I think it's still going to happen, yeah. but it's not going to be a march. It's going to be a motorcade. Okay. And so uh, typically they will march sure. to the MLK Day statue, MLK statue, uh-huh. and have a little bit of a service. And mm-hmm. I think there will be a motorcade there. <laughs> and when I say a little bit of a service, I think it will be very, very short. But Steph, I think this is just such an important opportunity right. for our community mm-hmm. to come together. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to steal the thunder of uh, Tyson and right. Nathan that are going to be with us at the bottom of the hour, but I want to just plant seeds with people all through the show. 11.30 a.m. for the service at St. James United Methodist Church on Monday, January 15. It's hard to believe that in April, Dr. King will have been gone for 56 years. Wow. That's just hard to wrap your brain around. So um, a lot is happening in the life of our church and in the lives of a lot of churches. I was with several ministers yesterday. There's a, a group that gathered together once a month and they pray for our city leadership and just pray over what's happening in our city. And uh, many of the ministers were sharing how they are in a season of renewal as Mm. a church and Mm. a time of fasting and Mm. seeking the Lord. And I I know at Second Church, we're in a really neat season. I think right now we had a vision Sunday this Mm -hmm. week and really kind of talked through this idea of, of making disciples, which is our mission and how can we be on mission. And I'm looking forward to the next two Sundays. This coming Sunday, we are hosting a Celebrate Recovery Sunday. Right, in Main Auditorium, I think. In Main Auditorium, that's right. And Terry Goodwin, who is our CR minister, he'll he'll be bringing the word. And then we're also going to hear from two of our young CR leaders, Morgan Milliken and Tanner uh, Brown right. and Morgan's been on direct line yeah, a couple yeah. times, but I think Tanner, uh, his story is really a neat mm-hmm. story. So I think it's going to be a great time to come out and learn more about celebrate recovery. I think this is a great time of the year when we talk about resolutions and sure. we talk about how can I improve uh, myself? How can I overcome any struggles that I may have to really lean into a ministry like celebrate right. and recovery? And it's certainly not just addictive, you know, behaviors. It's, right. it's, it's all kinds of hurt and hangups and habits that, that right. celebrate recovery is good for. And it's just a great community to get involved in. So. Yeah. And so again, Second Church hosts CR every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. You were there last night. I was there night. last night. We had a great um, meal last yeah, night. Yeah, what we have. 
uh, fried chicken Ooh. and potato salad and the best cake. Yeah. I mean, there are some women that can cook. Yeah, that's in right. That group. So. And, and the meal is once a month. Uh, it's not every week. Correct. But correct. um, but it is a great meal. Mm-hmm. And then large group is at mm-hmm. six, and the share groups take place at mm-hmm. seven. But one of the things that I'm excited about is we have faith based recovery groups mm-hmm. almost every day of the week mm-hmm. in Danville, uh, Vermilion County. You and know? you know, last night Dale talked about doing your inventory. And so if you go to AA or NA, those are that's going to be a familiar term, doing an inventory. But we call it a spiritual inventory at Celebrate Recovery. But I think right. one of the things, just watching my own daughter go through recovery, I have been struck by is how healthy it is to do an inventory yeah. every day. Yeah. Examine, you know, this is where I went wrong today. This right. is who I hurt. This is and this is what was good today. Right. And I, when I walked out last night, I said to Dale, I said, I think people who are in recovery, who are really working recovery, are probably some of the healthiest people. Right. Uh, because I don't take the time to do that in my daily life. I should. Yeah. It's a it's a scriptural and biblical thing. But um, I appreciate so much people who are working the steps of recovery. They really, in some cases, are healthier than those of us who are not. Don't you think <laughs> that, and, and I talked about this Sunday in the vision sermon, don't you think that part of it is when you get to the point that you realize, yeah, I am broken and I can't do this on my own. I can't fix it on my own. I need help. And like we would say as Christians, I need a savior. You know, I, I mm-hmm. can't make all things right. You get to that point where you really can let go and say, I'm going to lean in. I'm mm-hmm. going to lean into others who can help me. I'm going to mm-hmm. lean into my faith in Jesus. I'm going to lean into the spiritual disciplines. And Oh, yeah. And, and for Olivia, I mean, she's an alcoholic. So she's worked the steps for alcoholism. But what she was telling me about the other day was she was mad at her boss. She works at a restaurant. She was mad and angry at her boss. And she said, I leave every day angry at him. I said, oh, are you going to look for another job? Which is her pattern. And she said, no, I'm going to stay and I'm going to work on myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that has nothing That's to do success. with alcohol. Right. Right. But it, it, it has a lot to do with I'm going to look at myself, my life, how I'm responding, right. and I'm going to do what I can. Right. And I, I've just been blown away by her recovery. And again, I know a relapse can happen immediately, but it. I don't know. I think it's just such an important thing. And if even if you don't struggle with addictive behaviors, I think Celebrate Recovery, any kind of reco- Christian-based recovery program is so important. So I'm glad that we're going to highlight it this Sunday. Well, that is great news about Olivia. Know. You know, so and you should celebrate I that. Do. I do. And, and you know, the thing about recovery, whether it's a substance abuse issue, whether it's, you know, anxiety, codependency, whatever it may be, hurts from a past relationship, mm-hmm. is you're always going to have the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing what to do when you reach that down down time. Right. You know, it's easy to be a Christian at 9:20 a.m. on Sunday morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're in an auditorium with 300 people right. and you're all singing worship songs and you're being encouraged. It's really hard, you know, when you're all alone and knowing who to lean into. Mm-hmm. Th- those first Christians that we study in Acts chapter 2, you know it says that they were all together mm-hmm. and they had everything mm-hmm. in common. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we really lean into what's that really mean? And I think what it means is that they bared one another's burdens. Right. And when one was struggling, they were there to help them. Mm-hmm. And um, it takes time. You mm-hmm. know, part, part of our problem, part of my problem is that, you know, we've got our phone that we're so connected <laughs> right. to. And so many times we're looking down yep. instead of looking up. Yep. Garrett and I were talking before I went on the <laughs> air. We've had this Verizon outage. I don't know if you know that I've or been not, but hearing people talk uh, about you it. You know, our, my phone doesn't work at my house. I can't make okay. any calls. And Monday night, I was just unbelievably frustrated because <laughs> I wanted to call this person right. and I wanted to call that person and the the longer it's went the more it's actually been kind of freeing yeah you know and yeah. if someone really needs to get a hold of me there's facebook messenger right. you know i guess Te- they could get in your car yeah, their car and yeah. drive to your house I but guess. i think sometimes you know 
maybe life was better before mm. we were so tied to this, yeah. you know, yeah. electronic device yeah. in our hands. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but I am really excited about Sunday and Celebrate Recovery Ministry. And um, I'm just thankful that you and the, the leaders at Second Church leaned into this ministry mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. I still remember Drew Mincer, yeah. our former senior pastor, his last Sunday, yeah. he said, I have one regret. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of leaned up because right. he'd been there 22 years. And, right. and he said, you know, I, I wish we would have started Celebrate Recovery sooner. Yeah. And that yeah. just communicated to me, here's a guy that could have sent a lot of messages. Mm-hmm. And what he was really sending is, this matters. We need to lean in. Yeah. We need to make this a reality. One other Sunday that I want to highlight, and we're going to talk more about this next week on Direct Line, but on Sunday, January 21, nationwide, mm-hmm. it is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Yeah. And this is a Sunday that's been celebrated since the 1980s, when then-President Ronald Reagan declared that there would be a Sanctity of Human Life Sunday every January, mm-hmm. lining up with the Roe versus Wade decision. Now, of course, a year and a half ago, Dobbs undone, undid mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade, and the, the issue has went back to the states. But one of the things that I'm sensing is that as a country, I, I see more and more people that were maybe in that middle ground. I think they're leaning in toward the pro-abortion side. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that they themselves would say they're going to go have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. some of them would even say they don't think abortion's a good thing, but they're saying we want women to have the freedom to do whatever they want to do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as someone that's passionately pro-life, I had the opportunity to write about my testimony for the Women's Care Clinic this mm-hmm. month. I don't know if you've read that mm-hmm. or not, I but um, I just, I think that it's an important time mm-hmm. for pro-life people to articulate well why we believe what mm-hmm. we believe, mm-hmm. what what we stand for. And I'm really excited because you're going to have a special choir that yeah. day. Yeah. Talk Kids about choir. that. I don't know how many have signed up yet, but yeah. I've had some moms and dads, yeah. you know, say, oh, my, my kid wants to be in it. So, yeah, I just think um, I love worshiping with all different ages from old to young. And so when we can put those little ones up on the stage with the worship team, it's just I, I love it. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. You know, something I, I think, too, about when I think about Sanctity of Life, it's not only the unborn, but... I think it's end of life issues. And you know that I've recently joined um, a hospice uh, company. And so my eyes have been open to just how, how difficult end of life is and aging and the struggles that come with it. And, um, I think that's an important part too to oh, honor absolutely. honor those people that have cared for others, and now they are at a point in their life where they need care and help. And how we just need to be alert. Yeah, alert. I, because yeah. I think things happen under our noses, and we don't even know, and right. we don't know what to do. But when we do know, we've got to do better. And so I kind of think of end of life issues on Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. But I know we address more. No, no, I think you're right. I I think my eyes have been open more to that end of things lately. Well, and I think that that is one of the greatest acts of love that Mm -hmm. you can pass on to a parent or a spouse or in some really sad situations, a child Mm -hmm. is to treasure Mm -hmm. those final hours, those final days to be there. I think hospice ministry is one of the great unspoken Mm -hmm. ministries that's unfolding. We, We don't talk about it enough. The power. Right. Of hospice, and it has you know? changed me. Yeah. I mean, I I only have a few clients, but every yeah. time I walk away from from talking with those people, I'm amazed that yeah. I get to sit with them and listen to them talk about their life, and yeah. and and they're doing it in the context knowing yeah. I don't have much time left. Yeah. So they're thinking about what do I need to do? You right. know, right. 
Right. It's just a privilege and an honor. So. Well, that's great. Well, let's go to break. When we come back, there is a cultural craze <laughs> that is unfolding in America that Have makes ta- me laugh out loud. So you haven't taken part in the craze. Well, is that I right? almost bought a Stanley Tumbler this morning <laughs> really? online, but then I thought the last thing I need is another Tumbler. I mean, my Sorry. wife would send me packet if I came home with another Tumbler. But we're going to talk uh. about the Stanley Cup craze, and I'm not talking about the professional hockey league. Uh, this is Direct Line, Greg and Steph. It's Wednesday, January 10, and we will be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, I teased you. I said we were going to talk about Stanley Tumblers, but we've got something much more important That's to talk right. about. We are blessed to have in studio with us Elder Tyson Parks and Nathan Lindstra. And uh, Nathan, you've been on Direct Line many times. Elder Parks, you were with us back in March, I think, for an interview as the school board elections Correct. were, were mm-hmm. unfolding. Mm-hmm. But Correct. we're very thankful to have you guys joining us. And I, I'm so thankful that we can spend time talking about Monday because Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And there's a couple of events that are unfolding that we want to highlight. There is a march that's taking place at 10.30 a.m. Now, if you check the weather it's going to be more of a motorcade is that right yes there will be i'm pretty sure we're not going to do a march this year uh, so my single phone, digits are below zero yeah my phone says the high is two right and the low is like minus five but um nathan you've been a part of this for many years talk a little bit about the march slash motorcade at 10 30 a.m and why that's important Sure. So when you um, asked me, I was trying to figure out when uh, Danville started doing the march in motorcade, and I have no idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I looked in my records and yeah. couldn't figure it out. But because you're our secretary, yes, you do a great job on the <laughs> well, committee. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Danville's done it for a number of years, and uh, the Martin Luther King Committee has done it to honor the civil rights movement in the 1960s and all the people who marched and protested mm-hmm. and fought for racial justice and equality in the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're gathering at 1030 where? 
at the corner of Logan and Main Street. Okay. Which I think, is there a new Prompt Care right there, I think? Is yes, that right? OSF, and there's a right there. Circle K gas station, maybe that and area. And an airplane. And an airplane. That's right. <laughs> the airplane. That's the way to describe it. And then we will drive to right. the statue. Is that yes. right? Yeah, the the statue of Martin Luther King by the Jackson administration building, and then yeah. on to St. James yeah. United Methodist Church. And what will happen at the statue? Will there be a little bit of a... Yeah, usually there's a, a brief prayer. And it'll probably be remarks. really brief. It will be, right. be brief. <laughs> right, right, right. So, Elder Parks, I want you to jump in and talk about the service at 11.30 a.m. My first MLK service in January of 2020, I didn't know what to expect, and it was just a fantastic experience for me. Uh, Pastor Daniel Garrett, I think was his name from Chicago, mm -hmm. spoke that year. And just a, a powerful message. But the music was mm -hmm. just out of this world. Mm -hmm. Our mayor shared some remarks. And uh, I remember it's one of the longer services I've been a part of. You know, we're pretty timely with our 60-minute services. And it was not. But I remember thinking, you know, this service could go on right. and I'd be okay with it. So right. talk a little bit about the service. Well, the service starts at 1130. Uh, we try to do an hour-long service, but um, when the Holy Spirit takes control, there you go. Uh, yeah. We don't have no control yeah. over that. That's right. So um, the service is a way of bringing the community together. Yeah. And honoring uh, Dr. King's legacy. Yeah. And what he stood for. And at that at that particular service, we also um, hand out. This year, we will be handed out a four thousand dollars scholarship. Yeah. To one of the uh, a recipient, yeah, uh, we don't know who that person is, by the way. Right, uh, right, <laughs> right. They keep that from us. Right, uh, right. But we will be handing out that four thousand dollar scholarship, and um, I've been ever since I've been in Danville, yeah, which is about roughly twenty eight, twenty nine years. Okay, okay. And uh, I've um, been a part of that uh, service there. Yeah, and uh, it's been an enjoyable. Mm. Uh, service yeah. and again, it's where bringing this community together. Yeah, and, and honoring his legacy. So, yeah. it's one of those times where, unlike um, a Sunday morning, where it is the most uh, segregated time. Yeah. Uh, of of the in this nation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're able to come together as as yeah. a as a. I'm going to use the term as a family in Danville yeah. to honor Dr. King. Mm. And, and I think that's one of Dr. King's great quotes that yep. I remember is that mm -hmm. 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. is the most segregated <laughs> hour right. uh, of the week in yeah. America. I've so. only been once. I went last year. Yeah. Um, but that, what I remembered was getting there early mm -hmm. and sitting in the sanctuary and watching people come in mm -hmm. and just how eclectic mm -hmm. and a, you know just a different group mm -hmm. and how how people were genuinely glad to greet one another um, right. it just was a, a good feeling mm -hmm. of being there before the service even started and then of course the music and yeah. the, the preaching music fantastic yeah. 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 yeah yeah this year we we've been blessed to have um catrice or at that time her maiden name was kirk um that's going to be the preacher okay. for this. She's from Danville originally. Wonderful. Uh, and she was our, I think it was 2000, um, a 2000 recipient okay. uh, for this, for the scholarship. And when you say a recipient, it's a student, right? Yes, it it's was like a, a college high school, high school, high school senior. Right. Yeah. Right. Graduating right. senior. Yeah. And that's impressive that mm -hmm. um, you're looking at the youth of the of the community and you're mm -hmm. saying we want to help you further yeah. your education yeah, and our, reach your goals. Our committees, I think, mm -hmm. given out around a hundred thousand wow. dollars over the years that's amazing. to scholarship recipients. And I 
want to add that we're honoring Mary Thompson yes. as well this mm-hmm. this yes. Monday who served on the committee for oh. about 25 years okay. and yeah. a great saint and a great lady <laughs> who really uh, gave a lot of momentum and drive yeah. to the committee mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing the celebration go forward. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. awesome. That's our great move by the yeah. committee to do that. <laughs> you give honor to whom honor is due. That's great. Let's talk a little bit about Dr. King. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about his legacy. It's hard to believe that in April it will be 56 years mm-hmm. since uh, he was assassinated in uh, mm-hmm. Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Dr. Par- uh, Elder Parks, when you think about Dr. King <laughs> and his legacy, mm-hmm. what words do you have for us this morning? Um, Dr. King was a drum major for the cause of social justice. Okay. And um, the word that I would say to the entire nation, uh, as he said, just keep your dreams alive. Yeah. Um, And so for this community, we've come a long way Mm -hmm. in in recognizing the injustice. Yeah. Um, And so um, I want us to continue to do that. Yeah. Because, uh, but the key to that um, that I've discovered in in my 74 years of living on this earth has to do with the fact that um, the church is the one that has to do that. Right. Because um, God created that church for that yeah. purpose. Yeah. To show unity mm. uh, and above all, show love. Yeah. And so Dr. King was the kind of person that, irregardless of the color of your skin, yeah. that um, he maintained a level of love for everybody. Yeah. And so um, that's the, that would be one of the other words that I would say yeah. is to continue to show love. In spite of what you're faced with, show the love um, that is created in each and every one of us. Yeah. Because we all have a void in our heart. Yeah. And that void can only be filled yeah. with the love of God. Yeah. That's yeah. spread abroad in, in each one of our lives. Hmm. So that would be one of the things I think about when I think about uh, Dr. King uh, and what his legacy meant, uh, meant to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jesus talked about how a city on a hill... Yep. cannot be hidden. Mm-hmm. And he says, let your light shine mm-hmm. before men. Mm-hmm. And I think of that as I hear mm-hmm. you talking about that. Mm-hmm. Is the church living that out mm-hmm. in 2024? Now, let me say this, <laughs> because I don't want us to get confused about the church. The church is the uh, called out assembled ones. Yeah. Um, I think the church has been, I'm going to use the term lackadaisical, Okay. In that area. Okay. It can't do much better. Yeah. Because yeah. as I mentioned earlier, um, the 11 o'clock time frame is the most segregated time yeah. in this nation. Yeah. And it should not be that way. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to um, sort of manifesto of what Christ said, yeah. and that is to love one another. Right. We've got to take a look at what we do in our Churches, yeah, and I'm talking about the building now, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in doing so, um, what we really have to do is sit down and analyze how we do ministry work, yeah. If yeah. we're going to if we're going to live out um, uh, our Lord and Savior's a credo, which is to love everybody, yeah, yeah. Then we've got to look at how we do worship, yeah, yeah. Okay, in ministry, yeah. 
So if we're going to do that, that's what we have to do. Yeah. Nathan, I want you to jump in here. Um, you have a unique perspective. You're really involved at the Connection Church, but you also lead, a, I would call it a parachurch ministry. I don't know what you call it, but the Hope Center. So you kind of see both sides, the local church and community ministry. Mm-hmm. Is Dr. King's dream being lived out? being realized in 2024? I know that's a loaded question, right. but what would you say to that? Well, definitely not fully. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. In part, it is. There's been progress for sure made since 1968 when he passed away. Yeah. But yeah, there's still a long ways to go. And um, I just want to jump in with what uh, Elder Parks was saying about the, the church. And you look in the 50s and 60s and uh, the Christian church, Christian pastors were heavily involved, and today I don't see it as much. It's okay. broader okay. with involvement in the civil rights movement, I would say, for today. But um, sadly, there's not as much yeah. of uh, Christians involved. And going off of what he was saying, like God, the gospel of Jesus Christ provides the power, the hope, and the vision, I think, right. for, right. for right. justice and equality and right. for us to be able to, to get along with each other. So. Right. There's, right. there's been progress, but yeah. there's work to, there's a lot of work work to, to be do. done, and yeah. um, we what, need to step up. And... What practically do you want to see happen that's sure. not happening now? Sure. Um, so some practical steps people can take, I feel like, is to, to befriend people who are different from yourself okay. in your workplace, mm-hmm. uh-huh. in your school, um, in your neighborhood. Um, seeking to build relationships is a as a the, the main thing, mm-hmm. I yeah. think, to, yeah. to build relationships mm-hmm. with people who are different because... And that's not necessarily just skin color. Right. It's mm-hmm. other, D- different a, in other a, ways. Lots of different things. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get to know somebody yeah. and become friends with someone yeah. who is different from us, yeah. Yeah. it's hard to hate someone Absolutely. that you have a friendship with yeah. and Absolutely. have a relationship with. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've been blessed to develop a friendship with Pastor Michael Hall. You know, right. over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we don't go to the same church. He's preaching on a Sunday. I'm preaching on a Sunday. But we're able to see each other almost every week. And mm-hmm. he, he's one of the people I really look forward to mm-hmm. spending time with. You yeah, know, we're very cool different. <laughs> but we're brothers in Christ. Yeah. Right. You know, we're both trying to serve. Yeah, you yes. know, and, and along with what Nate is saying, one of the things that um, I used to see when I was pastor, I don't see done too much anymore. Yeah. And that is... Um, we exchange pulpits. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not happening in twenty twenty four very see, much. And, yeah, and so how can we affect change if yeah. we ourselves are not willing? Right, I'm talking about the leaders. Now. Right, right, right. Okay, starts and with I, us. Right. Yeah, and and I believe that there is this uh, fear of the unknown. Yeah, of not knowing who you really are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and so. As Nate is saying, we got to break down those walls. Yeah. And when we um, come together with our celebration, we can see that happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of the mere fact that this whole entire community is coming together in a worship experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. To honor Dr. King, but above all things, to glorify the God in whom we serve. Yeah. Amen. And so, so we see that. Now, why can't we... Why can't that uh, expand? Right. 
Why okay. does it have to be just one time right, a year? Right, right. 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 That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, hey, let's go to break. I want to keep you guys with us. Uh, when we come back, I want to hear a little bit about each of you. I want to hear about the Hope Center. And I think you've got the big R word in your future. Is that right? Talk a little bit about retirement. So we are visiting with Elder Tyson Parks and uh, Nathan Lenstra. It is Wednesday, January 10. You're listening to Direct Line, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, we are back on Direct Line. I don't know. It's all good, man. It is all good. But um, Nathan, um, I had the opportunity. Nathan Lindstra from the Hope Center and Elder Tyson Parks is are with us right now. And Nathan, I had the opportunity back in late October to spend time with you and your wife and your team. Uh, you hosted a fundraiser on a Tuesday evening. And man, I learned a lot about the Hope Center. I was able to hear from some of the students that are blessed by the ministry of the hope center so give us an update what's happening in 2024 with the hope center well we're up and rolling again (laughs) getting back into the rhythm and routines of a new year Mm -hmm. so we have after school programs three days a week with elementary and middle school students we just had a family night on monday night and Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking forward to what god's going to do yeah through our ministry that's great and if someone wanted to plug in at the Hope Center? Because I think every ministry in this community are, are looking for people that can help and can serve. How can they learn more about what you guys do? Sure. They could check out our website, hopecenterdanville.org. Look us up on Facebook, okay. at Hope Center Danville. Yeah. And um, those would be some ways they could find yeah. our contact information, find out more about us, what yeah. we do, and yeah. um, reach out. You know, we talked about Morgan Milliken mm-hmm. early in the mm-hmm. show, and mm-hmm. she's going to be sharing briefly during church services Sunday at mm-hmm. Second Church. And she was with you for a year, and yeah. she's singing your praises <laughs> and the ministry of the Hope Center. Well, that's so, good to hear. Good yeah. stuff. Sure. Well, Elder Parks, why don't you start by telling us, you said you're no longer a local church pastor, but you oversee, was it 17? 16 churches. 16 churches. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about what you are doing and talk a little bit about what's going to happen in April. Well, <laughs> um, I oversee 16 churches, and that is uh, from the middle part of Illinois uh, uh, all the way to Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And so uh, I've been blessed to be able to be in this position for 19 years. Wow. Um, I have 41 years in ministry, um, but the 19 years as a, in our denomination, we call it the presiding elder. Okay. I preside over elders. Okay. Pastors. Okay. Um, they report to me um, on a quarterly basis. Okay. Of the activities that's going on in their churches. Mm-hmm. And if there be any kind of issues. Yeah. Then, um, we're able to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And if necessary, I may have to move a pastor okay. to a different location because his personality does not fit right. the personality of the church. Yeah. We Are try, you kind of like a counselor? Um, <laughs> At times. I mean, probably. kind of. Like, um, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, I, I do some counseling, um, you know, with pastors. But um, I think that's important because sometimes I think pastors are in a little bubble of their mm-hmm. own sometimes and when they're dealing with struggles or just hard things mm-hmm. maybe not like you said maybe mm-hmm. their personality is not fitting mm-hmm. oftentimes that just continues to go downhill and, and it ends poorly and you could be someone sounds like they can step in and 
help them through that process so it doesn't end poorly. Yes. Um, mine is not so much counseling. Yeah. I give spiritual advice. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More so than anything else uh-huh. to help a pastor or a congregation uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, that are having issues right. to try to work through those issues. Mm-hmm. The, the only um, reason why I would move with pastors is because we can no longer work through those issues. Right. 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 And they want to go and the church wants them to go. Sure. Sure. So we have to look at it and making sure that we take care of the pastor and that pastor's family mm-hmm. and also the local church mm-hmm. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as well uh, because it will affect the entire denomination. And so and the community. Uh, yes. So, uh, it, it just trickles out into the community. So I think yes. it's a kind of in- interesting concept to have someone like you that just mm-hmm. helps leaders yes. work through those yeah. issues. So. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, I've been doing this for 19 years now. And you're going to retire? And, Is that yeah, right? Uh, I will be retiring in September, at the end of September of okay. this year. Okay. Um, after 19 years. Now, I'm going to, I refer to it in this manner. <laughs> I'm going to be retiring from the active position as a presiding elder. Yeah. Right. But I will never retire from the service of our Lord. Amen. Until he calls me on home. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, there's still much work to be done. Sure. Yeah. And um, I want to be able to spend more time um, uh, doing some things here in the city of Danville. Yeah. Um, working with the local church. Yeah. Um, and, and, and moving forward from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, because after 19 years as a presiding elder, I think I have learned some things that yeah. I can share <laughs> yeah. with yeah. a congregation in order to, that the congregation uh, may grow. Yeah. Because I have uh, large churches and I have small churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's, been, it's been very interesting. And I wouldn't have traded it for all the yeah. tea and money in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's a, it's a it's a great experience. Mm. Yeah, and like meeting it. people um, from different uh, areas and different communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see what's happening in, in there. God has given us all a portion of discernment of spirit. Yeah, and so we have to apply that. Yeah, uh, in our walk with God. Mm-hmm. Amen. In discerning the truths of God. Yeah, and the direction that God would have us mm-hmm. have us to go. I got so, two thoughts. One, yes. I'm glad you're not in Des Moines, Iowa today. <laughs> they got hammered with the snow. You got that right. But uh, number two, you know, when you're not serving your churches, you're serving our school board as a member of the school board. Talk a little bit about your service. Um, I'm, let me say this: I'm happy to report um, that we were able to uh, come up with a contract. For the teachers uh, this year. That's good news. And so that's been one of the, it, it was a long process, Yeah. but we finally got to the end of the mm-hmm. process. We, now we can rejoice because yeah. I think what we did um, for our teachers, um, done we done them a great service. Right. And so I'm appreciative of what happens has taken place. So let me ask yes. you this. You're serving 16 churches. Mm-hmm. You are a traveling man. Yes, sir. Um, why do you say I want to serve the school board? Why is that a passion for you? Because I can look out in this community and see uh, what is what is taking place. Okay, we have some very serious issues um, with the students. Okay, um, and and what's happening in their in their lives? Yeah. Um, when we have troubled students, I think that some of the Laws that they passed on the state level, those people don't 
or not connecting with what's happening at the local level. They're not in the school. No, they're not in the school. That's right. And and so I'm I'm a firm believer that um, we need to start looking at this in a different manner. Yeah. You know, um, because what they're saying is not actually what's happening here at the local level. Right. So we have to, I know we have policies that we must follow. Yeah. But I also believe that we can create policy. Yeah. Um, that will help our, our our students out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been I've been uh, shocked at some of the things that happens. Yeah. With our students. Yeah. And and I understand in some cases why that is. Yeah. Because you're coming from a dysfunctional family situation. Right. Okay. Right. And then you you have parents <laughs> that are not really um, active in the, in their in their child's mm-hmm. life. Right. And right. so. Those children are, are, are running rampant. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, years ago when I was when I was a young lad, <laughs> there were situations where they created in, in the Quad City areas uh, a place where troubled kids could go. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they sent them there. The judge sent them there. Yeah. Um, and they, they had to go to school and they had to work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, while they were there, I don't see anything like that here in in Danville. Yeah, and I I believe that we need we need to look at that and create something of that magnitude. Yeah, because it will also teach these young people um, how to number one have respect for themselves. Right, and respect authority. Right. Okay, um, when you hear of students that are chasing teachers, yeah, around a desk. That's that's crazy. That can't happen. Yeah. No, that yeah. can't. No, that should not be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when you have teachers that don't feel like um, no one is in their corner, right? Um, yeah, they're subject to, to to get out of the right. teaching field. That's right. And then we have those vacancies, mm-hmm. and then you, that's why we have an increase in some class sizes. Yeah. Because you don't have those teachers right. there. Mm-hmm. But, it's kind of a but, domino effect. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. But we've got somehow another. Reach these parents. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, that's going to be the key. Yeah. Um, and so if we can if we can do that, we're going to we'll see some changes come about. Well, I'm thankful for people like you that have a full plate. Mm-hmm. But even though they have a full plate, they say, "Here I am." You know, use me. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful very much, Nathan. Wrap this up one more time. What's happening Monday? The march slash motorcade and the service. Sure, the motorcade is 10:30 on Monday. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to participate, get there a little bit earlier to Be get the airplane. Up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. lined up there, and then the service is at 11:30 at St. James United Methodist Church. And all are welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Everyone we didn't say this on the way out. You're going to get a lunch, lunch. to go, right? Box mm-hmm. lunch provided for everyone after you know, the service. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about St. James Hospitality. Mm-hmm. They do a great job with their food pantry, but they allow us to meet in their beautiful sanctuary every year, and then they feed us on the way out. Mm-hmm. And right. with a two degree high temperature <laughs> vegetable soup oh, nice. is just what the doctor right. ordered. That's so right. it's Elder Tyson Parks and Nathan Lindstra. First of all, thank you for your service on the MLK Day Committee. Uh, scholarship committee thank you for taking time on this wednesday to be with us and blessings to both of you in ministry you're thank welcome you. thanks thank for you. having us all right thank you thank all you. right well we're going to break we'll be right back after this you're listening to direct line greg and steph it's wednesday january 10 we'll see you shortly hans tank wash is proud to support the women's care clinic let's hear now from interim co-director mariah hansen 
Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. This is Deanna from the Witzel Family McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand Dan, you, you need, need quick and friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel. We strive to fill that need every day. Whether you're, you're on, on your, your way, way home from school or work, the Witzel Family McDonald's are waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my wife Haley. We're thrilled to now, now be serving, serving our customers in Covington, Indiana. As a member of the family, we're, we're proud, proud of the, of the team's, team's commitment to all of our customers and communities of the Witzel Family McDonald's in Covington, Danville, Georgetown, Hoopston, and Oakwood. This is Jason Spencer along with my wife Katie. We invite you, you to stop, stop by, by your favorite Witzel Family McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Now is a great time to join the Witzel Family McDonald's team. Competitive compensation, flexible hours, and locations across the area make McDonald's a smart choice. Apply today at mchire.com. That's M-C-H-I-R-E.com. Joining the Witzel Family McDonald's team is only a click away. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. Steph, that was a great interview with Elder Tyson Parks and Nathan Lindstra. What a great couple of men. And yeah. I appreciate all of you who are serving on that board yeah. and getting ready for the service. And It's really cool to be able to honor a high school student and help mm-hmm. them with college. And, you know, yeah. $4,000, that's not going to pay for everything, but it's a pretty significant scholarship, you know. And, and, it's an, and it's an honor. It it's is. It's an honor for that student. And so. I think it's really cool. I do not know Catrice that's coming back to preach, but mm-hmm. I think it's cool that she was awarded this scholarship. Yeah. 
leadership. Yes, and and now, now she's in ministry and she's coming back to yeah. bring the message. Yeah. So again, come on out Monday, January 15, 1130 a.m. Mm-hmm. at St. James United Methodist mm-hmm. Church. Um, so do you have your Stanley Cup? I do not. Okay. I have a, a tumbler that I bought at the dollar store for yeah. $4. Okay. Well, it probably <laughs> That's what I drink out it, of. <laughs> it probably does the same good it keeps my as one of these Stanley gold, Cups. So. But I was actually going on? doing a little sermon prep uh, on my own last Friday in my living room uh-huh. on my couch. And I had the, the news on, but I wasn't really paying attention. The volume was down. And I saw this video from a Target <laughs> store of these young adults like just converging on this this yeah. uh, stand and I thought to myself th- those are tumblers that they're going after and they talked about how the Stanley Cup now Stanley Cups have been around forever you it know has, doesn't have anything to do with hockey does it no it has nothing I mean, to do with co- Stanley is, is a company and brand. Like, I yeah. use a hydro flask right. you know this is usually right. with me wherever I go but Stanley would be another brand right. but they've been around a lot longer than hydro flask or Yeti or a lot of these companies and I always kind of associated Stanley tumblers with guys that work you know on the construction Construction side, you know, my dad would go to yeah. work with a Stanley Tumbler. But these but are like young women. These are. These are like 25, 30-year-olds, <laughs> and they're going crazy for these hot pink Valentine Stanley Tumblers. And um, it, it's just it just goes to show you that when something finds that niche culturally— People lose their minds. You know, I can remember when Teletubbies were a big thing. You know, you go back and you think of all the things that were just these huge cultural must get. When my uh, little girl, Jordan, she's not a little girl anymore, but when she was, I think, one or two, um, was it the Tickle Me Elmo? Man, I I drove all over central Illinois. I was convinced I'm getting my daughter. I think it was called Tickle Me Elmo, something like that. And I finally found one at a mall in Champaign. I mean, I went to Springfield. I went to Decatur. I went to Bloomington Normal, found one in Champaign, and I look back on that and think, man, that was so dumb. What was her response when she got it? She was excited. Okay. You know, she was excited. But how long did that last? Well, that's just it, you know, and she (laughs) was probably older than two. But regardless, when, when they're able to find that niche. Now, here's my question for you. How do you know what's going to take off? I don't think you do. Because my hydro flask, I'm guessing my hydro flask outperforms a Stanley Tumbler yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. But there ain't no one rushing to get a hydro flask. Was there a star or a celebrity that pushed this? Yeah, or is it I, more I don't uh, grassroots? They're saying it really came out of TikTok. That huh, TikTok okay. created this craze, huh. and it's really created chaos. Now, I went online this morning mm-hmm. to see, could I get one of these Stanley Tumblers? The pink ones? Well, I can't get a pink one, okay. but I could get almost any other color. Okay. And if I got the 30-ounce, it'd cost me $35. And if I got the 40-ounce, which is the craze, uh-huh. I could uh, get it for $45. Uh-huh. Can't get the hot pink. Those are all gone. Right. And I almost bought one. But then I thought, you know, the last thing I need is another tumbler. I mean, so, every every cabinet in America probably is yeah. stock full with all these cups and things that you don't really use. Yeah. Maybe you do get your favorite. And maybe it will be somebody's favorite. I read somewhere, though, that there are kids, little, I mean, elementary school oh, kids yeah. who are being bullied if they don't have one. Yes. Yes. I, I'm, what? Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I think culture is just such an interesting study. Yeah. You know, yeah. what? what is the niche? What is the cat's meow? Mm-hmm. What is the flavor? However you want to say it, the flavor <laughs> of the week. And it, it just really made me laugh because when I think Stanley... I don't think cool 25, 30 year old young adults, you know. I guess you have to but change they do. your way of thinking. They absolutely Garrett, you're do. that age group. Do you have one? No. He doesn't have <laughs> He's one. saying okay. no way. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that, um, maybe it was a good move for Target. Yeah. 
Target yeah. kind of has had some bad press, and they I don't have. know. This seems to be a pretty wholesome, they I guess, have. a tumbler. But I think the problem but, in situations like this is like they got a hundred in, and they were gone like in three minutes, four minutes. You and know? does that drive so, the price up? I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's a great question. I'm, I'm guessing you might want to do some deep dive on that in the next week. My <laughs> guess think? is there are people that are able to monetize this cultural craze. Probably so. One way or another. I, yeah, I'll just stick with my dollar store cup, I think. Hey, we're almost done. It's been a great show. And again, uh, thanks to Elder Tyson Parks and Nathan Lindstra for being with us. Steph, I want to spend the last couple minutes talking about how I started the, the sermon on Sunday. It was yeah. a Vision Sunday, and yep. I talked about 1979. Mm-hmm. When leaders of Second Church of Christ, at that time they were located on Bowman Avenue and they were landlocked, mm-hmm. and they they really felt like God had a vision for a church that could do more mm-hmm. than they were doing. And I think they were a good church mm-hmm. up to that point in time, mm-hmm. but um, they made the decision to relocate from their landlocked property on Bowman Avenue, and it was quite a, a journey trying to find mm-hmm. a space. You know, mm-hmm. they thought they had a place on Daisy Lane that fell through. Mm-hmm. They had a couple other locations located on Griffin, person wouldn't sell, and they ended up buying a, a parcel of land on the curve at Lynch and Voorhees. And through that process, um, unfortunately, there were multiple families that said, we're not going to be a part of that. Mm. We're not going to invest in a new building. Our, mm-hmm. our building's just fine. Mm-hmm. And yet I look back 24, almost 25 years later, and you know we had 1,800 people mm-hmm. for Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had well over 100 baptisms in 2023. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked the question, I wonder what those leaders mm-hmm. would think if they could see us now, you know? And mm-hmm. most of those leaders that made that courageous decision and then worked really hard. I mean, they, they did the building themselves. They literally you know? built yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and it was not a one month, let's go get it. No, I, mean, I would hear people, yeah. women talk about how their husbands would get off work, yeah. working a full-time job, and then yeah. they would go to the church and work for hours. Yeah. yeah. But, but one of those leaders was a man by by the name of Ray Evans yeah. and with his wife Vivian, you know, mm-hmm. they were faithfully behind mm-hmm. this project and Ray passed away years ago, mm-hmm. but Vivian Evans turns 90 today. Today, And yeah. so um, I want to just say happy birthday to Vivian Evans. If you know her, mm-hmm. I'd say reach out to her, maybe, you know, give her a call, send mm-hmm. her a text. I don't know if she texts or not, <laughs> but, but let her know that, that yeah. you're thankful for her. But uh, even bigger than that, mm-hmm. I'm just thankful for people that had a lot to lose potentially. Yes. You know, that could have really blown up on their face, but they didn't believe that it was from them. They believed that it was from God and they leaned in. And you and I mm-hmm. and so many others w- were reaping the blessings and of that And they really vision. put their money where their mouth they was. Did. They and did. literally gave their they did. money to, to yep. see it come to fruition. Great yeah. stuff. So, well, happy well, hey, birthday to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for listening to Direct Line. Join us next week as we talk to Mariah Hansen from the Women's Care Clinic and stay warm. See you next week.